Did you know that in the United States, four times more men die by suicide than women? Hi, I'm Tyler. I'm Sonica. And in honor of Mental Health Month, Sonica and I wanted to discuss how society's gender norms keep men from seeking mental health treatment, resulting in higher suicide rates among men, among other mental illnesses. We hope you enjoy the lesson. In today's episode, we will analyze how feminism benefits men by deconstructing gender norms, the patriarchy, and toxic masculinity. Keep in mind that feminism is not a fight for a matriarchy, for women to exceed men, or to condemn men. Instead, it is the advocacy for equality among men and women. It is the acknowledgement that the patriarchy embeds gender norms within society that impede such equality. In most of our episodes, we bring light to issues where women have less freedom than men. In this episode, we will foreground an area where men have less freedom than women, the expression of emotions as it relates to mental health. For all the men listening, we hope this episode makes you feel more comfortable seeking mental health treatment, helps you understand the societal structures that make you feel like less of a man or weak for seeking help, and explains why toxic masculinity leads to increased anger issues, alcohol dependence, suicide rates, and depression among men. So what exactly is toxic masculinity? In very colloquial terms, toxic masculinity is another word for machismo. It is a very harmful standard for how men should act. A New York Times article called What is Toxic Masculinity asserted that it has three main principles. Firstly, that men should suppress emotions and mask distress. Secondly, that men should maintain an appearance of hardness. And third, that men should use violence and aggression as an indicator of power. Think of a tough guy behavior. Put simply, virtually everything that the statement be a man implies falls under this ideology. In our society, men are taught not to express emotion openly or else they will be feminine or weak. Side note, I think it's very telling that the word feminine is synonymous with the word weak. The fact that women are characterized as being too emotional and therefore weak exposes a very detrimental and misogynistic social narrative. I think if everyone can internalize the fact that femininity is not something to be ashamed of, men can feel more comfortable being vulnerable and we can tackle more feminist issues. Exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. When we challenge toxic masculinity, the idea that men should be emotionless, we can create room for men to be more vulnerable with their emotions and comfortable seeking mental health help. And we can work towards a world where six plus million men in the United States do not have depression and suicide is not the seventh leading cause of death among American men, contrary to the status quo, according to Mental Health America. Yeah, there was a study done by the CDC from 2019 to 2021 that found that men between the ages of 18 and 44 receive mental health treatment less frequently than women due to societal pressures such as toxic masculinity. I also wanted to talk about how anger issues among men relate to this topic. This kind of connects back to the third principle of toxic masculinity that you brought up about how men are told to use violence and aggression as an indicator of power. According to the news medical life sciences, men are more likely to have anger issues than women because it is far more acceptable acceptable for men to act out violently than to cry. Men also engage in more high-risk behaviors like drugs and alcohol because acting out may be the only way they see to get help. These behaviors are considered more acceptable to men than sharing their feelings. Emotional expression asking for help is framed as a feminine trait. This also relates to a very prevalent women's issue, domestic abuse. 
men are statistically more often the abuser in such cases because they have been taught to externalize their strong emotions, resorting to aggression. If we as a society started allowing men to express their emotions more vulnerably, we could decrease domestic abuse rates. A study recounted in Managed Methods found that people with social-emotional learning were 42% less likely to use physical aggression. Exactly! Overall, we think that advocating for feminism, saying that feminine traits such as emotional vulnerability are not signs of weakness, can give more men the freedom to seek mental health treatment. Our advocacy can reduce statistics on men's high drug and alcohol dependence, anger issues, physical violence, suicide rates, and depression rates. Before we close off, we wanted to play a snippet of a TED talk called Is Masculinity Killing Men? by a man named Rob Wang, where he urges listeners to be more vulnerable with their emotions, challenging toxic masculinity. And research out of Fordham University is showing that for men who reject things like crying or being moody or having emotions at all, uh, we're up to two and a half times, roughly two and a half times, more likely to die by suicide. Which is a pretty grim statistic, but for me, it kind of also represents the way forward. That's the ground that we have to gain. This is a clear bridge between emotional suppression and men killing themselves, and we're going to come back to that. The thing that, the thing that hurts the most, though, for me to know as, as a human is that it's not just affecting grown men, males between the ages of 10 and 24. Um, this is the second leading cause of death for them. I'm going to say that again because it bears repeating. And with statistics, it can be easy to kind of get lost in the numbers. There's no impact in that. So instead, I want you to imagine that there is a 10-year-old boy. And he's on the playground. And he's got his friends running around screaming around him. But he's not participating because today is the day that he's chosen to die. And if that hits you, if what you feel right now is sadness and grief and loss or shock, anger, then know that that's the appropriate response because that should have never been allowed to happen. And it, it can be so easy to take a look at this situation and ask ourselves, who am I? Who am I in the face of this? 1.38 million suicide attempts every single year. What difference could I possibly make? But that, in my opinion, leaves room for the world's greatest answer. What difference can I make? The difference I can make. And we only need to interrupt one part of this cycle to make that difference before it all falls apart. And the easiest, the most straightforward thing that we can do as a society is address that bit around suppression. And what that can look like, <laughs> some of you are not going to like, <laughs> but when we're having a hard day, instead of popping on Netflix and binge watching shows until we pass out on the couch and start drooling, maybe it looks like reluctantly picking up the phone, calling someone that we trust and saying, hey, um, today's, today was really hard. It really hurt. I feel kind of alone right now. And I could really use someone to talk to about this. And then we commit the cardinal sin of masculinity, and we talk about our feelings. We talk about the things that we normally would never talk about, instead of pretending like we're fine. 
And it begins here with each and every one of you, with me, with us. It begins here so that the people in our lives can begin to unsuppress. They can begin to treat this like it's normal. It begins here so that that 10-year-old boy, he can do what he does best. And he can do as we do, not as we tell him to. It begins here so that we can look at every, every single dark statistic that I've given you here today and say, this is the difference I can make. We hope you enjoyed that snippet by Mr. Wong. And we wanted to reemphasize the fact that we can work against all of the societal structures that Tyler and I talked about today, such as the patriarchy, such as the gender norms that the patriarchy establishes within society, and toxic masculinity. We think that as a society, if we make small steps towards asking our male friends and even our female friends to share their feelings and allow them to be more, more vulnerable with their emotions, we can work backwards on these statistics and ensure that the future generations do not have such high levels of suicide among men. And in honor of Mental Health Month, we want to urge all of our listeners to be more vulnerable with their emotions and to not fall for the ide ideologies such as toxic masculinity. We thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed and learned a lot. Thank you. Bye. Bye.